This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. Hey, this is Steve Rodriguez of Talk About Gay Sex, letting you know that we are going to be live next Wednesday, June 20th for New York's Gay Pride. Join us live on our Facebook, facebook.com forward slash talkaboutgaysex as we go live at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. But if you're in New York, come to Rebar in Chelsea and come early for the pre-party at 7 p.m. We've got sexy giveaways from Ride Body Works Lube. We've got some great surprises with an all-star cast of special guests throughout the entire night, including Dre Axtell and Master Joshua, who will be giving a live demo. You don't want to miss it. Come for the pre-event at 7 p.m. and stay for the live show at 8 p.m. Or join us on our Facebook page. It's next Wednesday, June 20th. Join us for Gay Pride. Steve Rodriguez here for Talk About Gay Sex with my co-host, Steve Carpenter. How are you? I'm good. And you? I'm very good. I was thinking of Jeremy Ross Lopez and looking no, at you. and I was not like, I know, I know. I saw him last I'm night. prettier than he is. You, you are. <laughs> you are, Blanche. You are. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we are very excited to have a repeat offender guest on the show again. <laughs> Doctor, yes, we got somebody to come back. Exactly. <laughs> Dr. Evan Goldstein is back. Um, how are you? I am good. Thank you. Again Welcome for back. Me. Yeah. Good to have you back. Your Definitely. show did so well and people yeah. were, um, you know, talking a lot about it and the downloads were high. And so you made an impact. So I made the cut. You made the you cut. made the oh, cut. Yeah. yeah. Back. All right. So that's awesome. Yes. Well, I hope we make it again. <laughs> exactly. I hope so too. We'll find out. <laughs> Today's show is all about HPV because I think that made an impact on our listeners. But before we get into that, I just wanted to talk about a series that you started that I watched that I really liked called Tales. Talks. Yeah, thank I, you. I watched it, and it's on YouTube, right? And, yeah. and you can uh, find it. Tail Talk? Tail Talks. Okay. Yes, Tail, Tail talks. talks. And it okay. was at uh, Daniel Nardiccio's club and Alan Cummings' club. We had right. Dan- Daniel on our show oh, okay, great. last year, and before they opened the bar and so we were all excited about it and so it's open obviously and that's where you hosted and you had like a great panel of um, doctors and can you talk a little bit about yeah, the show? Yeah, absolutely. It was more to really get into the professional side of a lot of these issues and just mm-hmm. like we're doing now with podcasts I felt like um, bringing a lot of different people from media, from um, television mm-hmm. and also physicians and my own personal physician was there um, where we're able to kind of just talk this one was specific to prep mm-hmm. and all the slut shaming ramifications associated with it and a lot of it is stemmed from the question that I get all mm-hmm. the time, which right. is, and it's just never documented the right way mm-hmm. to right. say, well, what if I miss a dose of prep? Should I take it that night? Should I double up? What if I am doing this kind of party dosing mm-hmm. where, you know, I know I'm going to hook up and I'm going to bottom tomorrow. Can I do a couple of doses today and it still be that effective? So it was kind of a roundtable discussion. Good. Of a That's really, needed. yeah, really cool, fun place. I felt like, so there's going to be multiple of them. Um, and so, we're going to switch venues from my New York office to the LA office to different places Great. like the Abbey and some oh, other places cool. where Fine. we could talk about gay history mm-hmm. um, in a really cool way, um, but then also have the uh, talk associated Expertise. with something. Exactly, exactly. I really liked it because there are so many questions about prep and, you know, hearing professionals that you had on the show and, and non-professionals talk openly about maybe current research. Um, I know you had mentioned injectable prep on there. We've had somebody on the show talk about uh, a doctor uh, and her studies about injectable prep. Um, And just some of the other things that, you know, people, I think the one area that I was really interested in was when you get um, checked for gonorrhea, chlamydia, and other STIs that the swab check that I recently got my STIs um, done and they didn't do a swab check. I just, I peed into a cup and then a lot of blood blood work. work. Right. So, and no one talks about this part of it. And I went away thinking, great, I'm in the clear and hopefully I am. But right, right. now, can you talk a little bit about that and, and the swab? Yeah. I mean, I think again, what, what we're trying to do is empower people. 
right. empower our own community mm-hmm. to really understand. Talk to your physician. Exactly. Right. And, it, and it shouldn't be in an offensive way, right. you know, but the reality is that I think people should, if they're not getting this, the appropriate screening, that they really should think about where they're seeing their physicians. Right. Because realistically, you want to make sure that they're doing the cutting edge, up-to-date mm-hmm. stuff. Right. So, right. you know, a full, full STD screening entails blood work for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Pissing in a cup, right. getting that, and then also an oral and an anal swab. Right. Um, and so, and again, you're not only doing oral and anal swabs for chlamydia gonorrhea, but you also can do it for herpes as well. So, mm-hmm. from an anal perspective, you know, just oral to, and to, anal. Cor- okay. Cor- so, so from a um, when you're going to the physician, there should be that. Mm-hmm. When if you're going for complete STD treat, um, evaluation, please make sure they swab your ass, they swab your mouth, um, and you do the usual piss in the cup. Mm-hmm. And they, now, you know, the reality is that most people aren't doing that. Right. right. And, 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 it, and, and no one really knows. So the client's like, oh, this is normal, this is great. But then what winds up happening is, is that all of a sudden, out of the blue, mm-hmm. you wind up having anal pain, some discharge, some mucus. And you're like, oh, I just had the blood test. How could this possibly be? Right. And then you have, you know, rectal. Because they didn't check for exactly, it. Because they didn't check for it. Right. Wow. Because totally. what's the urine really checking for? So it does, it does for the um, STDs associated with through the urethra, bladder infection, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Got so, it. you know, Gonorrhea. used to, and also there are some people that still swab the urethra, which fucking hurts. Ooh, have you ever gosh. done that? Have you ever had that? I just done? grabbed my crotch I, because actually, I, I have not, fortunately, but, uh, but yeah. That and makes I know, me so. I, I had a friend ugh. who told me that his doctor would, you know, would really make it sore. You know, as kind of a punishment for him. I said, then you need another doctor. Totally. You know, it's like, you need another doctor. So, do not necessarily stick stuff through the urethra. Yeah, okay. (laughs) That kind of stuff, like, I remember back in grade school, um, we had sex ed, and I was not ready for it. And I think I was literally turning blue. And I, I was. I, my hands were sweaty. I was so I know, like just the thought. I could not get out of. The, I was just looking outside. I just was so beside myself. And to this day, hearing things like the urethra test and all that, I'm like, Ugh. Oh, then, I, then we shouldn't do a podcast on sounds. Then. No, <laughs> no, no, I, I, there's, no, I just, no. I, I, I can't. Sweet I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's I just can't. go over from an oral perspective. You're just yes. doing chlamydia gonorrhea swabs. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then there is an HPV, which we'll get into an oh. oral test. That can okay. be done as well. And so okay. a lot of people always ask me, you know, I suck dick, I lick ass, I do all these things. A lot of people. A lot of people yeah, do. Many, Only the good people. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Only the good people. Only, Only the, good the ones people. worth dating. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, you know, we're all doing those things and people say, is there a correlation between anal issues and oral issues? And the answer is absolutely. Mm-hmm. And okay. we'll talk about, you know, like using, we spoke last time, I think about using Listerine post um, yes. intercourse. You know, mm-hmm. if you're sucking dick. There's a dick, huge bottle in my, exactly. in, in my bathroom. <laughs> Actually, right that was the gallon one. I didn't know they sold them. Yeah, that size. Uh-huh. and, and <laughs> the gallon one. <laughs> yeah, we tell people again you get for the, the industrial so, drum size. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The so, Listerine. So yeah, you know, there's a couple of studies that are out there that suggest that post-sex, whether oral intercourse, anal mm-hmm. licking, all that stuff, if you rinse out for 20 to 30 seconds and gargle with Listerine, Listerine mm-hmm. only, non-Dwayne Reed, no CVS. Right. That was the study was Listerine that it actually lowered people's incidences of STDs. Okay. So okay. I think that that's a good. Not beer. Not beer. I don't know. Actually, maybe we could test well, probably vodka. Do the Listerine and then yeah, the okay, vodka, grab your beer. Yeah, the vodka kills lots of things. You totally, know, like, totally. Like your memory. Totally. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so I mean, I think that that's a good. And we speak about like showering mm-hmm. post sex, um, just because rinsing and using the soap and the water can get rid of HPV. So right. the, so we'll get further into I that. I heard of that years ago. A nurse, um, a friend of mine was an, is a nurse and told me that the biggest thing that people don't do that he would recommend is. They don't shower after sex, correct? And, and so it's mm-hmm. the importance of that. So. Yeah, and then sometimes you can't, so you don't know. It's, it is what it is. Exactly, you know, it depends right. on where you are. Yeah, um, exactly. You're having <laughs> right. sex on the street. Yeah, you don't necessarily that. have a. You know. Yes, exactly. The hose. <laughs> find you a can sprinkler. Find a garden hose. <laughs> yeah, right. right. <laughs> the garden hose at the neighbors. Yeah. Go to the sprinkler system. Well, let's get into HPV sure. though. Yeah, let's um, do it. And one of the reasons why, actually, recently, um, our guy in the White House, I'm not going to say his name. Um, anyway, no, I'm sorry, I didn't say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, don't say that, because <laughs> Samantha B got in trouble for calling, you know, the hey, Ivanka something. If, if he so. listens to this podcast, right, exactly. be, I would fall well, actually, off my chair. Yes, right. He would get fired, and you'll be fine with that. I won't cancel. And, and, yeah. Yeah, you'll be fine. Um, but yeah, he, um, the guy in the White House asked three times to Bill Gates the difference between HIV and HPV, which I find ridiculous. Right. And 
um, and aren't they the same thing? So, I mean, which tells you a lot. And never mind. Exactly. Never mind. And why would you admit that? But do you, I, I do think <laughs> it brings up a whole topic yes. of the you know the lack of knowledge of HPV. Um, and again, we did talk about it before, but if you wouldn't mind talking a little bit about what it really is sure. and, and, and so forth. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think the comment from the president and Bill Gates um, is a bigger, bigger picture than just the president being naive on the subject. Right. right? That's a nice I way mean, to say I that. Think, I think That's the reality nice is I read a very it. great article in the Huffington Post, um, an op-ed piece on this, which talked about the greater issue of kind of medical, um, kind of really not understanding the definitions, but just like medical vocabulary. Mm-hmm. And, right. and the difficulty that people have across the world, let alone in our state, let alone in the White House, of, of understanding that. And I think... And it changes. And so. it changes, and it changes. Right. And the acronyms and mm-hmm. what it means. And yes, of course, should you know the difference between HIV and HPV? You would think so. And he right. has a kid that should be vaccinated for HPV now. And it, and does he, right. even, does he even know that? So That's it like, true. raises a kind of interesting topics. But... Yeah. But I think it. I blame more physicians in this, mm-hmm. in terms of really breaking down the barriers for people to ask those questions um, in a confined environment where you're able to uh, talk about it, discuss it, and and really get people to understand. Because just imagine if he doesn't know the difference, what is the bumblefuck guy in Idaho that thinks homosexuality is like you know the most evil thing in the world and you should be prosecuted, you know, persecuted for it? Um, mm-hmm. The reality is is that. We have to talk more about these issues, but people have to feel more comfortable to right. say that they don't know mm-hmm. what this means, and then have physicians really explain it. Right. Well, it's also difficult too because with you know the way the insurance works now, most doctors are seeing people in ten-minute chunks Absolutely. of time, which is not enough time. Totally. You don't have enough time to really sit down and talk with your doctor unless you have all your questions laid out in front. Which is also something people should do. Well, that's a good make a list of the questions idea. you want to ask your yeah. doctor. Because, because you're, you're nervous half the time when you go into doctor's nervous. offices. You're you talking might about not even very know, personal things. Right. You don't know what the questions to even ask half the time. No, you don't. Um, and then, you know, you walk out the door and you think of another question. That's right. why I like give everybody my email and say before surgery, after surgery, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, you think of something just by all means, please. You know, I mean, right. I get back to you right away, but right. I'll get back to you on the topic and, and discuss it a little bit further. Right. But, I, but, you know, people were saying in this article that... Think about this is HIV and HPV, which are huge issues, Mm -hmm. right? But think about the guy that has questions about the diabetic meds that he's on and doesn't ask those questions because he feels Mm -hmm. threatened by that discussion of, oh, oh, I don't really understand. Can you explain it to me? So I think it's a huge problem. Um, But let's dive into kind of HPV. Sure. HPV is a human papillomavirus. I wrote an article in The Advocate on HPV in and of itself that Mm -hmm. you should not feel... um, Dirty. You should not feel slutty. You should not feel anything in terms of getting warts or the ramifications of HPV. Mm-hmm. Um, it's super rampant in our community, and it's so common. Mm-hmm. There's right. many different types of HPV. The main types are low risk versus high risk, mm-hmm. and that's kind of. And there are tests, so people are like, "Oh, how do you how do you test for it?" Swabs, so anal swabs there you can test for HPV, you mm-hmm. can test for low risk, you can test for high risk. Um, oral, and then, and then oral swabbing mm-hmm. and kind of using the saliva, you could test also the same component for the oral issue. And many of us have it, correct? And many, don't most even people know. have it. Okay. So don't think that, uh, you know, oh, you know, it, I have it, oh my God, nobody else has it. Uh, between, mm-hmm. you know, some studies are 80, 90, some odd percent of us will have HPV right. and not have the manifestations <clears throat> of the issues of it. So I think of kind of like HPV is everywhere. So right. don't worry from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I think and of it's H- not fatal. And it's not fatal. Right. Um, so. Yes, it can be annoying, especially if it's, you start developing anal warts or kind of this pre-cancer component to it. Right. And we'll mm-hmm. talk a little bit more about that. But I think of kind of HPV at the bottom pillar and then it can. most people have it, it stays dormant. There's nothing that you need to worry about mm-hmm. other than that you should see someone once a year to make sure that it's stable, make sure that there's no ramifications from it, especially inside. So if you think of low-risk HPV, a lot of people don't know they have it, but mm-hmm. then warts can develop mm-hmm. that are kind of silent 
where you don't necessarily know you have it. Right. So right. you're not bleeding. Mm-hmm. You're not having itching. You're not feeling lumps and bumps to make you go to the physician. Mm-hmm. And like we said before, you know, doing STD screening right. where people are really doing the right things once a year, someone should not only be looking at your asshole, they should be in your asshole taking a look inside. As a doctor. Yeah, a I was going to say yeah, several doctor. times a oh, week. Oh, yeah. oh yes, I forgot, to, I forgot to mention that. As a doctor. As a physician. Got it. And not playing doctor. And not playing doctor. I've done that yes. too. Yes. Yeah. Um, but taking a really good look. And I think um, using an anoscope, which is a small camera that goes in about four centimeters or so mm-hmm. right. with uh, microscopes, um, what's called high resolution anoscopy, um, mm-hmm. it really is such an amazing thing. Because having the pap smear, which should be done, which is swabs to kind of um, test which types of HPV that you have, and then also look at kind of the cancer risk. So when I was saying about the pillars, let's just kind of backtrack. So if you think of HPV, people develop anal warts. Um, and those are like we said, where you're having lumps and bumps and they're you know, mm-hmm. more visible um, or inside issues. Right. And then other people, especially HIV positive men, over time can develop anal cancer. And anal cancer is linked specifically, for the most part, to HPV. Okay. And would this also include HIV positive men that are um, um, undetectable? Yes. So all HIV positive men. Now, back in the day, this was the leading cause of the kind of the next cancer after um, Mm -hmm. uh, HIV, then Kaposi's sarcoma. Anal cancer was rampant because the HIV wasn't controlled. So definitely we're seeing, because HIV is much better controlled, you're seeing a lower risk of HPV, of, of, excuse me, of anal cancer occurrence, but it's still quite prevalent and it's a much higher risk specifically in HIV positive men. Okay. Um, and so specifically HIV positive men, pap smears evaluations should be done. Yearly. Now, yearly, correct. Annual, annually. And I think that there is still some gray area on HIV negative men. But realistically, I think more and more literature is coming out to support it in anyone that's having sex with men um, should have a full evaluation like we've spoken about. Okay. And again, no one talks about this much. No. You do, which yeah, is great. Trying to. <laughs> and you are, trying so to. that's what's really great I mean, about I, it. I did, I did see, uh, not a gynecologist. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Are you trying to tell oh us something goodness. on this show? <laughs> no, I, I, I did, um, I did the, the whole testing thing, um, you know, uh, what, about six months ago, I guess. So, and he did, he found something that he wanted to look at and biopsied and everything's fine, obviously, but uh, but yeah, it's something that you should do on a regular basis. And right. so there are some people that actually have physicians that use the brush from that they use for cervical pap smears, um, which are a lot more abrasive. Um, so yes, it's a pain in the ass and getting those swabs is a little annoying for sure. But if you see them take out, it should be a Q-tip, mm-hmm. a plastic right. Q-tip, um, you know, a cotton swab at the end that's super small, super delicate. You can get the, as much information as you need than from like a big brush. Mm-hmm. If you see a brush just kind of just to deter, you know, and they use some sort of lubricant usually. um, Actually, you can't use lubricant because it masks the cells that you need to pick up. It should be wet. So you're using water to kind of lubricate it as much as you possibly can. If you use the brush, then it does pull out all the cobwebs if you have any. Oh my God. (laughs) It could, it could, it totally could. Wow. Wow. Um, Okay. So we, we talked about um, why gay men should get vaccinated. Now, what does the vaccination actually do? So, it's interesting. Obviously, the original vaccination was for women mm-hmm. right. um, for cervical cancer. Right. And then they started to realize that uh, it benefited boys at that time simply because they studied under the age of 26 mm-hmm. in their vaccination trials. Um, why they chose that was quite interesting. Um, I think a lot of it was more a financial issue of how do you vaccinate the entire world, mm-hmm. um, though they won't say that. Um, they no. chose an arbitrary saying, you know, by the age of 26, you're, you're that, like at your peak of activity. Mm-hmm. And if you are 27, 28, most people would already have exposure to HPV. Um, so that's why they chose that cutoff. But okay. the reality is, as, as you see more data geared towards gay men, mm-hmm. you start seeing that, well, it's a completely different ball game when it's up the ass. 
Right. Right. And, and that in and of itself, if you look at Europe, their guidelines just changed, I think, six months to a year ago, that it's especially for gay men up to the age of 45. Oh, so wow. we're seeing that that number is creeping up more and more and more mm-hmm. where I think we're starting to see a lot more benefit. So I think okay. twofold. One is under the age of 26, go get it. It's three shots, one month, two months after that, and then six months from there okay. so mm-hmm. so you, you know you, it's standard it's super easy to get it's called Gardasil or the HPV 9 vaccine okay. um, and so that's what you should go get mm-hmm. and even if you've had HPV or anal warts there's more and more data to suggest that it's even beneficial to get it mm-hmm. even after the, the vaccine of vac- exactly yeah. so for instance someone comes to my office and they have low risk HPV mm-hmm. let's say type 6 if I'm swabbing them and I see that they're negative for the high risk kinds then in theory getting mm-hmm. the vaccine which has the high risk protection would protect you from getting that Got Does it. that okay. make sense? Yeah. So, so I think that the reality is is that getting tested will show you which specific types of HPV you have, mm-hmm. and if you don't have some types that are in the vaccine, you should get the vaccine. Okay. And there's even more data to suggest that even if you have the types in the vaccine, getting the vaccine creates an immune response in your body right. that precipitates, you know, decrease in recurrence. Mm-hmm. Um, prevention of kind of warts and also from an anal cancer perspective. Wow. And the and most recent study gets, that's not fully out yet that's uh, being run by Sinai um, and some other centers looks at specifically in the HIV positive population that the decrease in anal cancer rate was so significant even if they had specific types of HPV, mm-hmm. that just getting the vaccine brought their cancer rate risk down almost over 80%, which wow. is like wow. enormous, wow. which is enormous. So two questions. So there's a bunch of different strains. Some are, yes. mo- many, are uh, many are not threatening and others are a little more threatening. Sure. Um, does the test cover all those strains that are currently known. So, and I'm specifically saying currently known because things migrate. And, right. I think the know. reality is is that there's a ton. I mean, there's so many subtypes that you can't test for. They right. know the specific types that are the most cancer prone, mm-hmm. like type 16 and 18. There are others, 31, 33, and there's a whole panel. The issue is is that the panel will give you like I think it's 15 or 16 or whatever that are positive. But if one is positive, that entire panel panel is positive. Okay. So you can't necessarily know, oh, is it type 54? Is it type 31? But what we do test for is those two types, 16 and 18. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones that are really super specific um, okay. to telling us what your potential risk is. Mm-hmm. And there's a new test that my lab does that most people don't do yet, which is called a Turk fish test. So if you think of like a cell, right, all these tests are testing the cell surface. So a, your skin, we swab your skin. It says to me, hey, mm-hmm. you know, do you have HPV on your skin surface? And the answer is yes. Okay, which types do you have? And then we, it tells us. But the mm-hmm. realistic picture is I care, but I don't really give a shit that you have it on your skin surface because most of us have it on our skin surface, as does many bacteria. Mm-hmm. But I care, did it actually get into the cell? And is it changing the chromosome mm-hmm. of the cell that would give me an indication of you know how aggressive is this type of HPV that you right. have? So it's a really good test to have in our armamentarium to say. And the reason why is that you have first of all you have people that don't believe this shit at all. No. Nope. Okay. Right. There's a lot of those. Well, and people aren't talking about it as and much. So yeah. So, right? Right. so right. people don't believe it. The other is you have on the other side people that are super super aggressive with this management, and. That takes people off the bottoming game a lot, right? Right. And, and then it's like scare tactic. Scare tactic. And then it's like, how aggressive do you go? And if mm-hmm. you have to go that aggressive, you know, can you bottom after? And and I've seen a lot of people fucked up yeah. from aggressive management right. on this gray area of mm-hmm. HPV. Right. So I think that I'm somewhere in between. Okay. Um, you know, I, I'm aggressive where I, when I think I need to be, mm-hmm. but I'm also of, um, very cautious with what I need to do surgically because I've seen people come to me where right. their bottoming game has ended, and that sucks. Right? You know, they're so more I think panicked that, about it exactly, and, and right. also and also or functionally that because okay. they've done a lot of biopsy work and done a lot of 
um, treatment for it that there's so much scar tissue that it's painful for them to have sex mm-hmm. or it. they bleed with sex or they have fissures with it. Right. So I think, you know, for a gray area where we don't have the exact science, you have to have this kind of conversation mm-hmm. with the client to say, where do you want to be on the spectrum? Right. And, 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 and for me to be, look, we need to do the biopsies, I'm concerned. Or to say, look, we're in that gray area. Uh, where are we? Is it summertime? Are mm-hmm. you in Fire Island? Mm-hmm. You know, what's your plans? You know, right. are you, you know, and, spending and, the night in the meat rack every week? You yeah, know? Exactly. exactly. And then like, I don't want to take people away from that. No, right. right. But yeah. you want to, you want to make sure that people, you know, that we're all part of a community where everybody understands that there's different times of, of being aggressive and there's times of saying, hey, you know what? I want to have fun, right? Mm-hmm. It's a great conversation to have with with yourself. Just to, totally. I think we often don't oh, do yeah. that. And you no, know, no, how sexually don't. active are we right now? What's going on in our lives? Are, do we slut shame ourselves to the point where we say, "Well, you know, I, I probably deserve this," or, you know, I I, I should. Which I've done before, certainly, and and, and and no, and and nobody deserves it. Okay, right? Just yeah, nobody and, and, and deserves also, any any disease for anything. Okay, that's, and, and and the reality is, is is that you know if you think that you're not going to get a disease at some point in our world you're totally mistaken the right. issue well, if you seal is yourself in a, in a ziplock bag that's then you'll true. be fine that's true but you know but you shouldn't you shouldn't but have no, to do exactly. that and I think that the reality is, is that you know getting the vaccine at least protects people and gives some people some vote of confidence to say okay I'm, I'm, I'm managing as much as I possibly can plus seeing somebody periodically there are people that come into my office a little more frequently than they need to just to get that peace of mind right. to say yeah. hey look everything's cool there's no recurrent issues you're doing great right and to kind of go from there what about people that are on prep and i know you talked a little bit on that um on your show tail talks but um with people not using condoms as much on prep um the risk factors of other stis are increased correct Mm -hmm. and then with something like hpv that we're not getting vaccinated i mean shouldn't men be more cautious and get this vaccination when they're on prep, not using condoms as much. And I don't even know if condoms protects against HPV. Totally. So I think condoms do not the greatest because it's skin to skin. So licking, rubbing, playing, most people don't put the condoms on until they're ready to penetrate. Right. Correct. So like, you know, just frolicking and doing what yeah. we all do mm-hmm. um, can cause that transference. Right. Okay. Um, so dipping sometimes people have. Yeah. Swabbing spit. Yeah. Right, right. Licking, the licking. We could go you know, you on could and on. Absolutely, yes. absolutely. Yeah. So, but with that being said, um, you know, yes, of course we should use condoms. Everybody knows that. Do we all use condoms? No, but okay, what's, how do we kind of risk assess that and really make sure that people are trying to do the right thing? Right. One is, like we said, uh, the HPV vaccine. Two is showering post-sex, mm-hmm. um, which is really great. It rids a lot of the HPV stuff externally, mm-hmm. right? Um, wipes, we've spoken about before, butt wipes, wet wipes, etc. They really cause a terrible reaction on the external side of your skin. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would stay completely away from from them because they do elicit responses that people can develop warts from them simply because they create trauma in the area right. and HPV feeds off of trauma that's how it that's how the virus lives it lives right. off of blood mm-hmm. so if you have trauma in the area like bottoming right, right. like douching mm-hmm. like using all of these wipes you're creating trauma even though you may not feel it mm-hmm. that microscopic trauma now right. is a nidus for issues mm-hmm. for infection yeah. and so we see a lot of HIV STD HPV transference in bottoms specifically because of that. Wow. Things like tucks, those medicated pads are not recommended. It's not like you can't use it periodically when there's an issue, but yeah, the long-term use um, should be avoided. Okay. Um, you, know, you know how like like Charmin or whoever have have the wipes. Yes, that, and they've done a great job to promote it because everybody in in their mother I totally now. buys it. It's like oh, but now I'm so clean. Totally right, right. And I think the bidet should really be everyone's mainstay and trying to get that into the United States as much as it is in Europe. Mm-hmm. It's super super cheap now and reasonable. We work with a company called Tushy. Tushy. Okay. 
It's a very cool company. Um, and uh, I think if you put the code bespoke, you get 10% off oh. on the Tushy. But it's like $69 is their lowest and it goes up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just goes onto your existing toilet seat. Wow. So oh. it's super great because it lowers your wiping mm-hmm. so that you're environmentally friendly. Right. 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 Um, and then it lowers people's using the wipes because everybody's using the wipes to be clean. Right. But yet if they use the bidet, it's the hygienic portion. And then you literally need to do one or two small wipes or pats with the yeah, normal just, toilet paper. Well, it's like in, and then in, go on. in Asia, they give you, totally. there's, a, there's that little hose yes. thing next to the toilet. And yeah. To, and it gets rid of all the chunks. We call it the asshole, <laughs> the, the asshole cleaner. What about those toilets like I love when I go to Europe or, or actually here in the States and, you know, someone has an amazing, like, a, a, you know, condo and you go and the, it's electronic. Yeah, the Toto. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have that in my house. Okay. It's so nice. Of course it, doesn't do, it doesn't do all the things I want it to and do. And it says front end. And, <laughs> oh, I'm sure right? it does. Right? Right? But that's what boyfriends you'd be in the, for. You'd be in the bathroom too long. But, <laughs> yes, that's um, true. Are those true. okay? The front those end and so the back good. end? Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Got I think it. anything. He has one. Of course it's okay. Yes, I think it's great. Right, right. I think it's great. I just wanted to check. I'm glad to hear that you have to look up Tushy and see what uh, yeah yeah look them up they're they're super a fun company and I think they're doing all uh, all good things with that but did, did I answer the question what was what was also with that condom um, question was we were just talking about prep and oh, in with general prep. yeah I mean I think we're seeing a huge increase in STDs including HPV mm-hmm. on people um, that are on prep I right. think the discussion should be when people are going on to prep whoever is administering prep should also give a really good, should get an also good detailed history on what's your other exposures, when when was your recent STDs, Mm -hmm. um, were you checked, all of that usual stuff, but also, did you get the vaccine? Mm -hmm. Um, Should you get the vaccine, you know? And the answer is that, yeah, if you're on prep, the incidence of people going raw is a lot more. And so how do we do certain things to make sure that people are safe when you're doing that? Mm -hmm. Um, And that would be the time. So I think when you're going on prep to really risk assess yourself, look at yourself in the mirror and say, you know, who am I kidding? If I'm never using condoms, say it. Say, look, I don't use condoms. Own it. And if your doctor is shaming you for it, then find another doctor. Totally. You know, because that's not a doctor for you. Totally. And if you own it, then people should really come to you and say, okay, how are we going to really risk assess it and Mm -hmm. really make sure that you're engaging the way you want to? But also being safe, and also making sure the community is safe, because right. you know if you're going out with him and him and every, it just it, everybody sees the same ass at some point, right? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it rotates. It's rotates, right? It's like a lazy what goes Susan. Around, comes around. That's yeah. like a lazy Susan, right? Or, or I guess I see the ass at some point. You know? Exactly. Yeah, at some point you see it. Go, oh yeah, I remember you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> How long does the vaccination actually last? And if you get it um, in your system. Yeah, right now they don't think that it needs a booster. Okay. Um, But I think that as we all age, you know, I think it's quite interesting. We are basically the first living out gay aging population. Known. Known. Yeah. Known. Known. Right? Known. Because we have people who are out. Exactly. Right. And so all of these issues are new, are new, are new. So it's quite an interesting time. And I think that's why kind of bespoke and what I'm doing is like it's at the right time because the taboo is changing. People Mm -hmm. are finally talking. The younger generation is so savvy where they're asking the right questions and they're not ashamed to do that. Right. Um, Whereas our world, you know, was is a little bit more closeted and a little bit more of that judgment that's happening. So, I mean, I think that, you know, with that being said, I don't know on an HPV vaccine. And I think that over time we'll know, hey, do we need a booster 20 years, 15 years after? What is the incidence of that? But in general, when you get that three... Yes, after the third shot, in general, you should be be covered. Exactly. Got it. It reminds me of... a long time. Reminds me of when I got a meningitis um, vaccination, and that lasts. Um, do you know how long that lasts? It's like a few years, or it is, and, and, and you usually have to get uh, the the repeats of those. Right, yeah. and, and I think people, I, I think they do it yearly, even for the elderly, um, if I'm okay. not mistaken. So, but don't. There was an outbreak that. back during this period, so right. and I thought that was really good. Um, but yes, and and it's, as we are in Pride Month, um, I think it's even more to be proud gay men. We should be like taking control, asking these questions, and be, and, and a proud bottom if you're a bottom, and a, be a Just proud, be proud bo- about it. Exactly, exactly. Or so. you, or you may be a top that wants to bottom, 
exactly. that, that they feel shame in it or, or shame in not knowing the right way to do it and the right way to engage. So right, I think right. exactly. it's a matter of exactly. just, you know, and, and that was an interesting thing also is that as we age, and we've spoken about this and I talk about it all the time, you know, the dick stops working and you start to see tops that have to become bottoms right. because they have to feel relevant as part of the dating scene and being involved, right? right. Some partners are being lost, unfortunately, and then now people have to right. go back into the dating scene and for some reason, uh, some certain people want more bottoms as older, you know, as you're getting older. So, so it really, um, you know, I think there's a lot that goes to that. Right. And it's just understanding where you are currently and how can you risk assess that weekly yeah. or exactly. monthly or something like that? Right, right. Um, is there anything else we should kind of know about HPV? A lot of people don't get the vaccine over the age of 26 because it's expensive. Right. Oh, you said that before. You're right. Insurance yeah. doesn't always cover it. Most of the time they don't. Okay. Yeah. So it's like 200 something dollars a shot three shots. So it could be, you know, $700 a commitment. Right. Um, but what's, and, and what's anal cancer going to cost you? hundred percent. Exactly. hundred percent. But there yeah, are, it's your health and yeah. you know, totally, but I get it. So, oh, I mean, right. I think that, uh, you know, and also if we more and more of us keep fighting with the insurance company, um, over time, mm-hmm. I think that hopefully we can get, uh, that covered. Right. right. So I think that that's super important. I mean, when you think about it, if you can lower the risk of cancers, anal cancers, right. you know, the amount of money that it would cost to, you know, surgeries and all that, getting people vaccinated right. should be, you know, a no-brainer, right? Yeah, but that study, you know, those studies have to be published you know, a little more published and, and be well known, and the insurance companies have to evaluate them from their perspective as well, because they just look at it as a dollar value, right? You know, totally. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, some of the other questions that you asked was, um, you know, uh, can HPV be harder for men to fight off when, when someone has HIV? Right, And I yes. think the answer is yes. I mean, I think, you know, a lot of people get the HPV at the same time they get the HIV. Okay. So obviously there's a mm-hmm. high risk exposure and a lot of people get a lot of different things. And the HIV right. sometimes is not the first thing that it manifests, like someone gets chlamydia or gonorrhea or right. the HPV issue. And then you do the full gamut of blood work and everything like that and swabs. And then something comes back positive and it's the HIV. Mm-hmm. And then it's all the issues associated with that. Well, it also or, depends on, it depends a lot on, you know, how compromised your immune system is too. Absolutely. So. And exactly. So, and that was another thing mm-hmm. which brings up is that stressed out times. I mean, I see it all the time. You know, a lot of times we get the cold sores from herpes if it's like you're totally stressed. Mm -hmm. Same thing with HPV. Mm -hmm. So the stress factor of of just life in general can bring out HPV. And some people say, oh, I had it when I was 20 and now I'm 50 and and why am I having it again? And Mm -hmm. we talk about it and they're just in a a really stressful time in their world. Also, like we said, like the immunocompromised. If you're HIV positive and warts come out, the first thing I think about is are you really undetectable? Right. right. Mm-hmm. Prove it. Also, nowadays, there's that genetic testing on HIV drugs that you can do to know mm-hmm. which specific drug right. should be tailored. So, like, did you have that? Um, because you can still be undetectable and have certain ratios that the doctor isn't really checking mm-hmm. right. that which would, would render you kind right. of immunocompromised. And yeah. HPV may be one of those first things that you see. So a lot of the discussions, you know, there's a lot to it. It's not just like, oh, I have a work, get right. rid of it. There's right. a lot more. Well, and, and with taking multiple drugs in a cocktail, you may you may have one that is not effective for you anymore. Totally. And that, that genome test will will tell you you know, whether that drug is working for you or not. And, and that, again, that and, and sometimes I even see where you get that genome test, the, the, the drugs do look like they're working, all the ratios look good, mm-hmm. but we're battling HPV and it's like this continued thing. You're like, well, what what's going on? Why mm-hmm. are we doing this? So, right. so, so things to think about. One is whoever you're hooking up with, if you have anal warts, mm-hmm. okay, or high risk HPV, anyone you're hooking up with should get checked. Anally as well. It's Mm -hmm. a ping pong effect that can happen. Mm -hmm. So toys, cock, other people's assholes, all of these things can have, can carry it. Um, And you need to make sure that like if someone comes to me and they have anal warts, the first thing I say is, you know, are you, who are you with? Are you with multiple partners? And if you're with multiple partners and you plan on hooking up with them again, um, then please tell them that you have this because the reality is that I think you should tell everybody, but some people you're not in contact with, it's random hookups. But tell them, and it's not a blame game. I wouldn't call them and be like, motherfucker, you gave me, uh, you know, HPV. Not Mm -hmm. at all. I think it's, hey, look, this is what I have. 
I want to hook up with you and continue doing everything with you, but we as a family, as a mm-hmm. unit, right. as a partnership, should get checked to make sure. Because if I treat you for the warts, and then you go back to him and hook up, if he has warts, it's just going to go uh, back right. and forth. Right, like you said, ping pong effect. Totally. That's amazing, yeah. T- totally. So I think it, it winds up being where it's a family affair, it's a community right. affair, mm-hmm. where you really have to take notice of that. Also, toys. A lot of people don't clean their toys properly. And so you have HPV, you have STDs, whatever, and mm-hmm. you're using the, the butt plug, you get off, you just put it over there, and then you use it again the next week. Right. Um, and you could be giving it back and forth to yourself. Ooh, I didn't so, think that. Right. So okay. really make sure that you're using uh, the appropriate cleansers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they sell them most of the time at, with the toys. Or, soap and warm water work really well. Yes, yeah, soap and warm water. <laughs> yeah, right, I'm sure. Um, exactly. But I think also, like, some people do the dishwasher and mm-hmm. all that, but realistically, Ooh. like, the... <laughs> I don't know that I want my dishes next to my I just looked at your dishwasher. That's why I, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, does he do that? No, I definitely That's why do you not. have two dishwashers. You know, people, but I'm people not think sure. it's a kosher dishwasher and a, and a non-kosher dishwasher. But I think the reality person. one is to kind of boil the water, you know, boil them. That's why a lot of people like the ceramic mm-hmm. or the ones that you can kind of sterilize on your own. Right. right. But they do make a lot of um, really great um, liquids that you can put them in. Mm-hmm. Um, but So just check it out, especially with certain toys. There's certain liquids that use certain things versus others. So really just make sure. But again, cleaning the toys is, is super important. Okay. So wow. I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of uh, important stuff that needs okay. to happen from it. Right. I like this. I like it. It's making us not be lazy and, and take charge yeah. of our health well, yes, and our sexual health. health. You know, as family members. Take care of yourself first. What <laughs> yeah. we talked about in the last podcast. We did. It's like, right. take care of yourself first. Exactly. Yeah. It's empowering, actually, when you it really is. think about it. Totally. And I think you're, what you're doing is empowering us yes. to ask the right questions, many of which we didn't even know to ask. Yeah, and, and I think the other thing that I see all the time is you go to a dermatologist the dermatologist is very great and astute externally. Mm-hmm. And right. they're like, oh, you have a wart on, on your ass. Let me get rid of that. Mm-hmm. They get rid of that. And then they never send you to somebody to do a full internal evaluation. Right. And then you're like at the dermatologist for months and months. You're like, what the fuck is going on? And then finally, you come and see me or someone else that's doing this. And you're like, you have a ton of warts internally. Mm-hmm. So I think when I what I say is that if something's going on on the outside, you must must think that something's going on on the inside. So mm-hmm. see somebody, right. get it proven that nothing is going on on the internal, and then at least you know that there's a full treatment effect. Right. And I think also a lot of dermatologists, for some reason, are not um, putting people on creams. So what you'll do is they'll come to you with like the pimple or the wart or whatever, mm-hmm. and they'll get rid of that, or they'll freeze it, they'll burn it, they'll put some acid on it, get rid of that. And then what I find is that externally, you're, you're really only taking care of that one spot. Mm-hmm. But if you use creams, you're taking care of the entire anal area. Right. So realistically, what I say is, if you have external warts, great. The dermatologist can remove them, freeze them, whatever. But you should go on creams post that treatment mm-hmm. because it really helps get rid of from an HPV perspective, mm-hmm. but it also allows for the recurrence to go down so that you don't have it. Um, and then also come and see me in the office or someone so that we can do a good internal evaluation. Mm-hmm. Well, and forget, I think I talked about it when you were here last time, forget about even dermatologists. My physician right. um, was couldn't seem to diagnose this one thing and just tried to get rid of... Um, the external component. The external. Right. I never set until months later after it wouldn't go away to see a, a specialist to look internally a little bit more. And, you know, fortunately we got it taken care of by a, a doctor like yourself um but yeah i, I mean i he, get it he, he's mm-hmm. my, he was my physician right. so and he didn't even know to look internally so so I mean, that's where i think the empowering thing, thing comes in the more we talk about it mm-hmm. the more that you go in with confidence to say this is the standard of care this is what this is you know i'm gay this is what i'm doing this mm-hmm. is what i want and this is what i demand and if you're not getting it there yeah then we should continue to keep fighting to find people that will provide the service that you that everybody right. deserves. And we should probably we should probably do this, you know, either do another podcast on this or make a list on the website. These are the things you should ask your doctor to do. Right. You know, because I mean, I know the the doctor I've been going to the last two times I've been in there, he doesn't listen to my heart or my lungs, which what? is like, yeah, it's just I I just kind of realized that a month or two ago. It's like yeah. that's a little odd. 
<laughs> yeah, right. That seems That's like the basic odd. one, but yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think uh, so. to that point, you know, it, it is that the empowering component of this, but right. it's also educating now that we have a really good data and there's a lot of uh, right. this gay movement of, of knowledge and medicine. It's really making sure that people are aware of it. Right. And, well, and like you said, we're in a new, a new time. So I agree with you, Carpenter, about a checklist, but I think it's a working revised checklist. You know, I like I just said, I mean, I got my STI testing and then listening to your tail talks didn't get the swab right. check thing and i'm like oh, great so i mean a working well, i mean we can we can start with like an sti checklist this is which sure. is what to ask your doctor for and this is what you would, you should expect yeah the cdc has a you pretty know. good checklist i can send okay. you that that's okay. pretty good or, or just put a link <clears throat> we can put a link from there yeah because, i think the cdc is I didn't quite know good that existed so totally yeah i mean i think the cdc is good it's a little verb a lot of verbiage so it's kind of like putting through there but I think I'd be curious to you know ask the people that are listening what questions they have you know I know you guys get some feedback from them in terms of you know where are you in the world what uh, lack of issues and what certain stuff that you have that you feel like that should be talked about um, and that's important I'm more than than happy to uh, keep the conversation going so write to us absolutely absolutely let us know what you think and you mentioned the CDC. I mean, they certainly, I was looking them up to get a lot of my um, information yeah. before you came on about HPV. And um, they recommend that gay and bisexual men through age 26, which we talked about, get the vaccine. And I guess my question was, why doesn't the CDC recommend the vaccine beyond that? And I think we sort of talked about that. Yeah, though. yeah I think the data right now yeah. doesn't uh, fully, fully well, the, support it. The CDC it. is very conservative about what they put out. Totally. So. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. And that I think makes now sense. that we're finally studying our own community, exactly, that we start to see yeah. that it, we're the, we're not like everyone we're, else. No, we're, and, we and are so, a separate community, and totally. we have different issues. Totally. That you know, and different health issues based on our sexuality. So. And I think it's just hard for the you know the middle the Midwest and people that don't have access like we take for granted here. Mm-hmm. But even in New York, there's lack of care. Right. I mean, yes. we see it all the time. Yeah. So I think it's it's the demand of it mm-hmm. and the education. Right. And it's because of you guys that we're able to do it. Well, and, and you and, as and well. You I would, uh, thank you so much. Wait, I got one more yes, question. No, go yeah, ahead. One more question because this is the question that someone that people always ask. Can you get HPV from the vaccine? Okay, so I know the things. answer to this. The answer is but, no, but yes, no. Um, no it's 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 specific no live live cells. Correct. You mean yeah. like it's, so? You're talking about like when you get a flu shot, they're putting well, a little bit of that correct. into you, correct? Right, but yeah. it's I, I, with a flu shot, it's dead cells. You can't get the flu from dead cells. So right, so sometimes you can get reactions from it, like headaches, <clears throat> like headaches or fevers right. or things or sore arms, stuff like that. From this HPV from vaccine, the, from, from any okay. vaccine, Got but it. specifically, you know, yes, from the HPV. So it's similar to the flu. I think you know, don't you have like mm-hmm. a dead arm for a couple of days after you get that thing? Um, mm, but you can, but but with that being said, can't jerk um, off. You, what? Um, <laughs> I, so I'll put it in the left. Do you do both? You jerk off with both? <laughs> um, I'm he a little bit like, yeah, I'm sure he yeah. finds a way. I can yell. I figure it out. Really, really, I find it kind of awkward. It's a little, <laughs> that's a whole nother pop. I'm awkward. Which hand do you? That's what yeah. it's on Instagram. Which right. <laughs> your dominant Seriously. or non-dominant hand. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but getting the vaccine, vaccines in and of themselves, people are anti them. A lot of people, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, it's a huge movement to not vaccinate your kids right. and that what's in it and is going to cause a lot of issues. Me, that makes me insane, but, but you know. Yeah, and I think, I think, you know. I, I believe they're all wrong, but that's my opinion. I know, but you know, you just think about like I get one of my kids uh, got a vaccine. Um, I think it was like the measles or whatever it is and mm-hmm. developed a huge fever, 103.5. And after that, he, he was um, a little bit um, kind of locked in himself, wasn't really there and we had to get mm-hmm. him tested and a lot of issues associated with that um, and so you can't pinpoint that it was the vaccine but you know you can't you, you think you're you like think. god like, is it, was it the high fever was it this or was it just that he was turning 16 months and this was going to happen anyway so right. you know so you understand what people but the data doesn't suggest that okay um, and with the hpv um that in and of itself the risks of getting the vaccine are super super low um, and, I, and I've done it, and I've never seen anyone have issues associated with getting it. Got it. Got so I it. hope that helps. Yeah, absolutely. We, and 
Um, we, Carpenter and myself, are going to get vaccinated today. And we are. We're going to film it, but it'll be on our Patreon page. It'll be on our Patreon page. It hasn't come out yet. It hasn't come out yet, it's but it comes out, out for soon. Gay Pride, yep. which I'm very excited about. It's awesome. And you can so see rats. Dr. Goldstein. Were you giving us this shot, by the way? <clears throat> it's supposed to be in the left arm, but I think you told me you wanted it in your... Way. I always wanted it in my ass, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, does yeah. it matter where no. you get it? No. In, into the muscle. It has You're, to be into the into muscle. Into the muscle. Yeah, so okay. I did muscle, squat yesterday. Whatever muscle, just so not the penis. I did squat yesterday. Is that... <laughs> so that's perfect. Okay, You're good. I'm going to be really sore, I'm sure, but... <laughs> well, we're filming it, so you'll You're see be it all. If you won't be able to bottom, well, I know. I know that you know. I'm not calling you a bottom. I'm just. You know, I'm not. Yes, I'll call myself. Or anything. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, um, <laughs> on that note, thank you so much, yeah, Dr. Goldstein. You. This is yeah, always super, again. super duper enlightening. Really, it really very is very educational. Yeah. I invite everyone to um, watch um, Tail Talks, which um, you can get the link from. Uh, Bespoke Surgical, sure, which is yep. your website. Yep, you can get it on uh, Bespoke Surgical. You can get it on YouTube. We're on Instagram, um, also Medium. I do a lot of blog stuff. So if you guys follow us, a lot of tips and myths and kind of go over. And then we love all of your guys' questions. So cool. you know, bring them here, bring them to us, whatever it is. We'll post we'll it on our site too. And right. maybe you could send me the link to uh, your advocate yeah, story that'd be great, on that just goes over. Yeah. And, and your and your your bidet. And my bidet, the tushy tushy. Tushy. Yeah, Send we should get, for that. we'll, we'll, get, oh, we'll yes. get you one yeah. here. Maybe we could video that. Say it again. And, <laughs> we yeah. could video that. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to get one of those. And people can use the word bespoke. That, that's on, exactly it. And got get 10% it. off. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Thank I you so much. Helps. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. We always, we love it when Dr. Goldstein's on the show, right? Because yeah. it's so enlightening. It's and, enlightening. It's educational. And it just, it makes you, at least with me, it makes me feel a lot more comfortable as you know to being being able to talk about things like this because as a gay man you need to be able to talk to a and physician. we're in new york city so if we're, we're asking i mean if we're finding out if yeah. i'm finding out about the swab that i need to get done and right of course we're going to get the hpv vaccine i mm-hmm. mean you know who, people are not getting this information i think so no. i'm glad that no they're not i mean yeah we're new new york city we're you know we've got information all over the place but this is you know news to me so to speak Absolutely, and, absolutely. You know, what to expect from you know, testing, stuff like that. Exactly, exactly. So people should, um, our um, Patreon page will go up. Our Patreon page will go up. And You'll be able to see the video of both of us being injected. Exactly. <laughs> Steve Carpenter, as always, thank you so much. Thank you. It's been fun, as always. As always. And in the meantime, what are we going to do? We're going continue, to continue having hot, hot gay, gay sex. sex.